This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. And you doubtlessly recognize that music. You may not be able to recall the name of the band, but that is the English rock band Pink Floyd. Some of you certainly did. The second I hit play, you knew exactly who that was. But, old or young, you've almost certainly heard of them and heard their music. They are one of the most iconic and recognizable rock bands of all time. In fact, they're number 11 on Parade's Top 100 Rock Bands, number 4 on Louder Sound's Top 50, and number 51 on Rolling Stone's Top 100 Artists of All Time. So, a pretty good band. And full disclosure, listener, I am not a diehard Pink Floyd fan. I like them as much as the next guy, and I enjoy listening to some of their songs. I don't actively seek them out, but then again, I don't listen to a lot of music, so I don't seek out a lot of bands in particular. I've been a little bit on a music kick recently, which is why we've had a couple episodes based around lyrics of songs. But I also find that songs tend to have some really nice quotes buried in their lyrics if you listen closely. And if you listen to various songs of Pink Floyd's like Comfortably Numb, Wish You Were Here, and Another Brick in the Wall, it's easy to see why. Their music is truly unique. It's original, and it is beautifully composed. Most importantly, perhaps, it sticks with you the hallmark of any truly good song or truly good quote. It just so happens that many of their lyrics also make you think, as with today's. And before we get to that, let's talk a little bit more about the band. Now, Pink Floyd was formed in 1965, well before my days, in London, and built around Sid Barrett, Nick Mason, Roger Waters, and Richard Wright on guitar, drums, bass, and keyboard, respectively. And as bands often do, some members came and went, And by the time today's song, which is called, interestingly enough, Time, was released on their famous album Dark Side of the Moon in 1973, Barrett had been replaced by Dave Gilmore on guitar. And Pink Floyd released 15 albums during their run, which, depending on how you read it, either ended in 1994, shortly after the release of their 14th album, The Division Bell, or technically continued all the way until last year, when Gilmore and Mason reunited for one song titled Hey, hey, rise up. They produced that song as a charity fundraiser for Ukrainians following the Russian invasion of their country. And however you slice it, Pink Floyd is a fantastic and accomplished band whose music will live on for a very, 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 very long time. Now, I enjoyed researching this episode for a couple of reasons. First, the lyrics to this and many other Pink Floyd songs are excellent. One might even say, they don't make them like they used to, but I won't say that. Secondly, and most importantly, I got to listen to a bunch of rock music, just for the podcast. I do live the tortured life of an artist, after all. Speaking of which, why don't I shut up for a moment and let the music speak for itself? We'll discuss today's quote after I play it for you one more time. Here it is. You are young and life 
what great lyrics, right? I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's put on that album and totally lost myself in the music during my life. I hope you have done it too. Even as a non-diehard Pink Floyd fan, I'd still say that this is one of those albums that you can just put on and completely lose yourself in. And that's pretty cool. And you could do far worse than to choose Dark Side of the Moon as the album to do that with, because, man, it is good. But, enough of me fanboying. Let's talk about the words, shall we? The song is, as appropriately noted in the title, about time. The rest of the lyrics revolve around an acknowledgement that time is fleeting and, as we all well know, often wasted. You've probably had this feeling yourself from time to time. You stop and think, what am I doing? What am I doing with my time? Where am I going? What am I trying to accomplish? And if I thought I knew at one point, am I still trying to accomplish that thing? What was the last thing I set out to accomplish? And on and on and on. If you're fortunate like me, you have these thoughts during broad daylight. If you're not, you have them when you're trying to go to sleep or stay asleep. Either way, we all acknowledge that we have a finite amount of time. We all know this intrinsically. Not always, but we often can feel like time is slipping between our fingers. Entrepreneurs and most self-employed people often say things like, I was tired of selling my time or my life. And they're not necessarily wrong. Though, in that particular arena, I disagree with the sentiment that money is the only thing that we get from employment, but that's a whole nother episode. And there are various ways to look at this, of course. As I speak, the average life expectancy of an American is, per the Google machine, 77.28 years, according to the World Bank. Which means, because I'm sometimes morbid like this and do math I shouldn't, if I'm truly average... I'll die on Tuesday, February 20th, 2063. Boom. See ya. (laughs) Okay. That's just this year's number, and it changes slightly every year and based on bunches of things. But regardless, there's an expiration date on all of us, somewhere out in the future. And hopefully, not now. Or now. Or now or now. Hopefully yours, like mine, is way out into the future. But either way, it's coming for all of us. And that's okay. We know this. We just don't know when. I've spoken before about death and how we don't necessarily have the best relationship with it, especially as Americans. We tend to fear it, avoid it. We don't use terminology about it in the same way that we maybe ought to. We tend to do this with things that are difficult to talk about. Think about telling your children about the birds and the bees. Did you use proper anatomical terminology? Maybe. And if you did, good on you. But a lot of us don't. What about things like using the restroom? Have you said things like pee-pee and poo-poo? Which I know, I'm going to get sound clipped and get that thrown back at me at some point. But if you've used terms like that, you're avoiding talking about a difficult subject and using softer language to do so. We do that with death as well. What do we say when people die? We don't say, my grandmother died, they passed away. Right? Why do we say that? Because saying that we are going to die or that somebody died is often hard and painful. It evokes emotions and memories of that person. So we soften it in the way that we know how. And often we don't even realize that we're doing this. Perhaps you've never even realized that you do this until I just now brought this up. So too with time. We only have so much of it. And when you slice it and dice it and think about it and you project out into the future on the day you might die... It really puts things into perspective. It makes you stop and think. 
And what we can control in all of that is how we spend our time. And this exercise becomes harder to do further out from your time horizon, but I'd argue that it's simply too large a task to do in one sitting. Sure, broad brushstrokes and trajectories are important. Having long-term goals does matter. But to modify a slightly common phrase in the Marine Corps, point your weapon at what you intend to shoot, is exactly what you're trying to do there. Point your life in the direction you're trying to go. You will doubtlessly deviate from the path, briefly, or perhaps for a longer period of time, from time to time. But if you do the exercise of figuring out how you actually want to spend your time, and you hold that in your mind, you'll find yourself returning to that path as best you're able. And in that way, the trajectory of a lifetime, as the old saying goes, matters. But how about tomorrow? How about today? What about an hour from now? What about a minute from now? What about the next thing? And as I wrote these notes, I finished a workday, and I was waiting for my wife's return from work. And I could, be, could have been doing any number of things, and I often do. A lot of times when I should be making show notes, I'm doing some other thing. Sometimes that other thing is the best thing for that moment. And other times, a lot of times if I'm honest, it's probably not. 77.28 years is 4,029.6 weeks. Yep, more math. And we'll round down because my first 0.6 weeks, I didn't do anything productive. I'm at about week number 1,942 of my 4,029. Almost halfway. Frighteningly close to halfway. Where are you? And I don't ask that to scare you or to shame you, but merely to point out that as we sit here, in the here and now, and long for next weekend, the next vacation, the next season or holiday or event, precious moments of that time are passing. As the old adage goes, we can't stop time. And as Pink Floyd highlighted, we are young, relatively, and life is long, relatively, and there, are, there may be time to kill today. But how many days will we waste? How many days will we put off that which we have planned to do, intended to do, thought of doing? Maybe we were too scared or unknowing or outright lazy to do it. Someday it will just be too late. And the verse that follows this one in the song talks about trying to catch up, trying to catch the sun. But the sun sinks and it rises again. And, Pink Floyd says, you're older, shorter of breath, and one day closer to death. Now, for some of you, this may sound morbid. Why are we talking about death? Well, listener, I'd argue we talk about a lot of things, and this conversation about death should inform our conversations about life. That's the way I look at it. Ignoring it and not talking about it and not facing a discomfort doesn't make it any less true or uncomfortable. Choosing to be ignorant about the topic does not make it any easier when the day finally comes, and it will. Dark, sure, but we've never shied away from inconvenient or uncomfortable truths on this podcast, so why start now? And again, it's important to remember at the end of all of this, this isn't to be a downer, but instead to highlight to you and I how important our time actually is. There are some things we simply can't control. We must sleep. We must eat. We must make or be given money for necessities and for those things that we think are necessities. Some of our time, therefore, is already spoken for, but we own the rest. 
You own every second of it, just as you own anything. You can give it away, or you can use it wisely. The point today, as it often is, is to leverage the words of others to bring to our attention something that we ought to be paying attention to. Time is that thing today. So consider this episode your starting gun. Don't miss it. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.